Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week's episode is on cannabis, or otherwise known as marijuana, weed, take your pick, and it's all the rage among young people who are demanding legalization. But there has been very little serious debate, and few facts are being considered, Carl. Yes, and uh, as a kind of an old timer at this point, having grown up in the 60s with the counterculture and the uh, embracing of psychedelics and all the things that happened culturally at that time, I've, I've kind of seen this progress over the years and uh, now deal with a number of clients who have smoking pot or using cannabis as an issue now because it has a hold on them. You know, it's always been considered non-addicting and, you know, there's more folklore than science, sadly, because of the clampdown by the government and little research has been done. And they're catching up now a bit more, but there's still holes in, in the knowledge base. And there's some surprising things to learn about it. And we want to bring that forward, not to spoil people's day, but, you know, we deserve to know the truth about these things. Well, let's see what Creator says about it. You ask Creator, what are the benefits and liabilities of cannabis use? All right, and as a channeler and connecting to the Almighty, it's often a revelation what comes forth. And I never know for sure what I'm going to hear unless I'm asking a question I've already asked before. So this is what Creator says about cannabis. There are traditions of using this as a sacred substance for religious ritual and it does have a place within such cultures. It does have some medicinal value, and in particular, the properties that are not psychoactive, but nonetheless useful, can be readily separated through chemical manipulation among the active constituents. And this bypasses entirely the addiction potential and so forth. The psychoactive molecule reproduces the effects of the natural forms and the natural cannabinoids made within the body for which there are receptors in the brain. This is why cannabis from plant origin has such profound effects on feelings and neural function and other physiologic effects as well because the body has natural receptors that recognize the active ingredients Unfortunately, there are many downsides to ingesting cannabis through whatever route of administration. The oral is safer than inhalation because almost always the inhalation involves many contaminating chemicals that are destructive to tissue or carcinogenic. In addition, the effects on the body are problematic in a number of respects because of the change in mood and the soothing effect It causes people to drop their guard, much in the way as overindulgence and alcohol blurs the senses. So getting high with cannabis lowers the barrier to penetration of the body energy field known as the aura. Malevolent spirits can gain entry quite readily, as happens with someone who is drunk from alcohol. So cannabis, like alcohol, is a gateway for spirit possession. 
Spirits are out and about in great number and always looking for new victims. Once such beings have entered a person's energy, they begin to siphon it away for themselves and to cause many, many other problems, as you know. This can have very dire consequences, even as severe as mental illness, criminal conduct, destruction of relationships, and the wrecking of careers. Changes in motivation are particularly insidious, and this undermines human productivity significantly. People become less and less interested in the outside world when enjoying the sensations of getting high become the major focus of one's day. This, coupled with the alteration of perception, changes judgment significantly and lowers standards. So people often become fascinated with the mundane and believe they are geniuses and may have created something profound. But once the drug wears off, see that it was a wild exaggeration. The many hours consumed by such false perceptions are essentially wasted. And this can undermine people severely when their lives become more and more dedicated to what is, in effect, an empty recreation, a diversion, and a time waster. There can be other adverse consequences as well, particularly on brain function, with chronic exposure leading to degradation of memory and other changes in neural physiology. Yeah, I I think that's been my impression of of the habit is that it's essentially a time waster and a money waster, you know, and uh, it is um, contraband still considered yeah. by the federal government anyway. So there's always the implication of legal problems that you can get it fall yourself into. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, people like, you know, taking risks. Sometimes it creates a little bit of uh, adrenaline. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing that I would say here is that in this answer, creator is reflecting that, this isn't some great sin, some great transgression from a divine perspective. Right. It's it's really, Creator is pointing out, this is a bit of silliness that can get out of hand if you let it. And, and some people have trouble controlling themselves and with alcohol as well. And But it's not something that is a blight on your soul per se, but it, if it harms you, it will harm your soul's objectives and your divine mission and all of the things that will develop in a good way for you. And And Creator never likes seeing us getting off, getting off track and doing harm to ourselves because then right. it becomes a spiritual problem at some point, like any life dilemma. Indeed. Yeah, we, we're not here to, you know, cast aspersions and, and harsh judgment. You know, we're just, we're sharing what's coming forth. And people already know that, you know, there's there's issues with cannabis. This is not news. Yeah. Uh, U.S. creator, cannabis is the most commonly used illicit substance amongst people with psychosis. And continued cannabis use following the onset of psychosis is associated with poor functional and clinical outcomes. Yet, is it true that the role of cannabis use in causing psychotic episodes has been greatly underestimated because its use is so common and still widely believed by many to be, if anything, a benign calming influence? Yes, and, and of course, this is what the uh, advocates 
continue to say it's a, a mantra it, and it's actually a propaganda campaign actually that uh, uh, you know it's benign it's 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 much much safer to use than alcohol and and uh, they have been ignoring the fact there's mounting evidence of people developing psychosis not everyone in only a small percentage Sure. But that's a significant percentage, and it's devastating for the people who go through it. So this is what Creator says. Unfortunately, this is very much the case that its hazards are greatly underestimated. It is a causal factor in many situations where there is impairment of neurologic functioning of varied kinds, and this is very true of the association with severe mental illness as well as many minor complaints about emotions and aberrant behavior and the impairment of physical performance in various respects, such as the ability to drive a motor vehicle safely. There is a growing incidence of automobile accidents, as well as out-of-control behavior and emotional extremes that are destructive, either acutely or from changes that affect a person on a chronic basis. This is yet to be put into a definitive profile with hard data that will be convincing first to the professionals and then to the general public. Those who follow the literature see the signs clearly. There are dangers with extreme mental disturbance, which of course is the most serious end of the spectrum and can be life-threatening to the self or others. You know, prohibitions really across the board in terms of behavior, substance use, whatever, is almost always directed at a minority of the population. You know, most people are very good at self-policing, but it's the ones that aren't that the laws are created for, and we all have to be subject to them. Um, yes. This is this is just as true with marijuana and pot. Well, the thing that's happening, though, is more and more pot smokers are going to the ER, because of psychotic episodes. Right. And when they take a history from the person, even if the individual can tell them that they've been smoking uh, marijuana or using cannabis edibles or whatever, it's often dismissed by the physicians who don't yet know that there is definitive scientific data now, clinical studies showing an association with psychosis of using marijuana. And this is a growing problem because it's quite serious. If you develop a psychotic break and right. have delusional thinking, people have killed others. Sure, Thinking sure. they're a threat to, to their well-being. And, and all sorts of horrible things happen when people become psychotic like this. And what's going on is dark spirits in them. That's what it is. It's yes. The dark spirits are having a field day because the people have dropped their defenses right. and they're putty in the hands of these dark spirits. And they give them all sorts of impulsive notions and fears about something and ramp up their energy. And, and that can lead to mayhem and, and does. And sure. science has known this for some time and they've seen the association. There was a, a, a review article in the November 17. Uh, issue of science uh, two years ago and they talked about the studies looking at the possibility of preventing schizophrenia mm -hmm. so not having figured out what caused it they went out to see well maybe we can prevent it if we see things that are associated right. with symptoms developing a bit later and so they started studying children 
They looked at them at the age of eight. They looked at them at the age of 11 and then at 16. And the thing that really stood out is a history of abuse, neglect, and bullying. It's a huge association. Sure. But then when the kids are 16, there is a huge cohort who later on develop schizophrenia who start using marijuana, start right. taking cannabis. And so they've, they've noted this. It's very clear. The, the data are statistically very sound that this is a huge correlation. But, of course, it's puzzling to, to science because they don't know what to make of it. Well, right. what's happening is those kids are getting heavily infested with spirits. They have been mostly all along. But when you put marijuana in the mix and alter the mind, the spirits can get more control of the person and make them do dangerous things. Right. And, you know, you're pointing out that when you say that you know, science has witnessed this, what they're witnessing is a psychotic break. They don't know that there's spirits behind the psychotic break that are they're exacerbating it. Nor would um, they believe it at this point. I mean, it sounds, yeah. it sounds totally absurd. I feel a little embarrassed talking about this in public, <laughs> but I just know that it's true because I can right? talk to these through channeling. Sure. I know that it's real and the, and the divine realm's all over this. And this has been talked about in the scriptures for 2,000 years that these dark spirits are everywhere and they're the source of evil. They're the source yes. of criminal behavior. And this is just the way it is. So live and learn. Live and learn. Well, Carl, uh, Alex Berenson in his recent book, Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana, Mental Illness, and Violence, reported data from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration in 2017 showing that about 2.5 million young adults met the criteria for serious mental illness, a rise of more than 25% from the previous year and double the rate in 2008. Among adults not using cannabis, Fewer than 4% met the criteria for serious mental illness, and 13% for other mental illness. In contrast, about 10% of all cannabis-using adults over 18 met the criteria for serious mental illness, and another 25% met the criteria for less severe conditions. Is the increase of problems among cannabis users due to a causal relationship between cannabis use and mental illness? That's the question for Creator. Okay, well, that's what the scientific data show. And mm-hmm. Creator says the increase is reflecting a causal relationship because these individuals for whom the cannabis facilitated a serious infestation of spirit meddlers to alter the mind and induce unbalanced thinking that reached a diagnosable degree of severity. But keep in mind that the remaining patients with serious mental illness in many cases, in fact, the majority, although not 100%, are similarly victims of spirit attachment manipulation of their mind. It's just they did not become vulnerable through drug use, but through some other vulnerability and set of circumstances. So spirit attachment as a facilitation is, statistically speaking, a more widespread and serious phenomenon than the consequences of drug abuse on a percentage basis, although the latter tends to make things worse and lead to more severe consequences sooner. Kyle, we move it up on break pretty quick, so let's get another question in. Uh, U.S. Creator, is the this doubling of the incidence of mental illness in cannabis users a fair estimate of the risk factor for using cannabis? Yes. 
And, uh, well, Creator says this is so. And why don't we skip to the next one? Because I think it's more valuable for people to think about the young people sure. that are in, in harm's way here. Okay. Uh, legislation is pending in California allowing parents to treat their children with cannabis on site in K-12 through schools with, a phys- with physician authorization. Is this wise or is it a slippery slope that opens the door to inappropriate use? Well, here we go. You know, people are so thinking now, this is pretty benign, and it, it's just helpful, and why not use it in kids? And people have started using this on a certain rare percentage who have seizure disorders, and that's where this started. So this is what Creator says. We see the value in anyone in need receiving whatever source of benefit might be available as long as there is no harm to others. But it is often the case that this comes with a greater downside in terms of the aggregate of those involved and influenced by policy changes to make exceptions for the rare individual needing special care and treatment. That is the case here, that such a broad mandate will allow many abuses by well-meaning but quite ignorant parents assuming cannabis is harmless, and if it benefits their children, they're all for seeing them have it in the same way they will use cannabis themselves chronically with no thought about the toll it might be taking on their lives in terms of productivity or benefits other than feeling good in the moment. You know, California just passed legislation taking away a whole bunch of medical exemptions for vaccines. You, you know, it's possible that as this kind of trend goes on, parents won't even have the, the means to say no to a school physician that wants to administer marijuana to perhaps a hyperactive child. Well, who knows what can happen as, as things develop over time. But one of the interesting ironies here is I asked Creator about this anti-epileptic activity that's in cannabis and creator shared with me it's not really due to the psychoactive element in cannabis it's due to cannabidiol which is not psychoactive and it's being used now for some other medical conditions but that has uh, anti-seizure properties so you don't even need the psychoactive part to right. get the medical benefit in that small cohort of people. So, you know, there's more research that needs to be done here. But this this is this is an example of when there's a disconnect between the demands of society and folk uh, folklore and and the desire of people to have rights and to have enjoyment especially and not go through what they think is another prohibition and all of that. Right. We've seen the legal system be very ham-fisted in how they've handled this whole thing and destroyed many lives with incarceration. Oh, yeah. and, and Creator says elsewhere, and this will be shared later, that uh, that, that is a way <laughs> overreach to yeah. criminalize the behavior. You know, Nobody wants to go back to that. No, no. So essentially we're saying we're probably for legalization because you know, if we don't want to criminalize, then legalization is the thing. But it should be not made easy to acquire, especially by young people. Well, that's it. It's a risk. It's a risk factor. And young people don't have the self-control or the maturity to use something like this in a balanced way and maybe just on weekends. And, and a lot of them crash and burn in college You know, they when yeah. their parents aren't monitoring them any longer. And then they get smoking every day and using it every day. It's even easier now with the edible forms and so on. We're on a break. Uh, 
be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com. You can get the uh, booklet describing the Lightworker Healing Protocol at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment. We are talking about cannabis. After many decades of cannabis being illegal, the rush towards legalization with little debate of its merits or risks is quite an amazing development, Carl. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's very interesting. And Creator has some interesting things to say about it, too, how this well, really got started. Well, let's see what he says, or she. <laughs> what is behind the groundswell movement for legalization of cannabis use? That is, <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, that is growing nationwide with many previous conservative skeptics now jumping on the bandwagon. Will this be a good thing? Okay, this is what Creator says about legalization. This indeed is a sea change in society after having roundly condemned most of the la- after having been roundly condemned most of the last century. With an awareness it was causing severe changes in perception and conduct as well that could be a diversion and a lead to adverse behavior and experiences. It was considered rightly so as something distorting the mind, like alcohol, and needed to be limited in use and kept away from the young. While the dangers were wildly exaggerated, there was some wisdom in making it difficult to obtain. Not that severe legal penalties and incarceration were a proper response, but in terms of the saving of many from complications of cannabis exposure through fear of getting into trouble was, on balance, a helpful break on behavior and prevented many tragedies. This change in tolerance and a lowering of the guard has been orchestrated by mind control manipulation by the extraterrestrial alliance to create the aura of respectability. 
its use has always been championed by the young because they are reckless and foolhardy and lack the wisdom to make sound judgment about delaying gratification and pleasure or avoiding sources of stimulation of this sort that might have a downside. But like alcohol, it starts the user on a slippery slope and things can begin to deteriorate and even fall apart. This is obviously a variable. There are some social drinkers who never get into trouble. And some people, once they start experiencing alcohol ingestion, cannot stop themselves and will graduate to excessive drinking in a lifelong habit they cannot prevent from overtaking them. The same will happen with cannabis use. The so-called devotees who are championing the cause are heavily habituated to its use. And this is co-opting them in many ways by constraining their productivity and making them less productive and useful in society and undermining their own future in ways they will not appreciate until much, much later in life. So this is quite insidious a substance because it can be tolerated for a time with little in the way of a negative outcome if used judiciously at intervals and strictly during a recreation period like a weekend off work. As people experience when they attempt to drive, for example, there are significant effects on the mind and the perceptions through the nervous system of all kinds, including motor functions. The distortions created will interfere with coordination, with planning, and with judgment in a number of ways. People are simply not themselves and may be in a quite altered state, lacking their normal discernment. This interferes with lots of serious undertakings and meeting obligations. And if people become less and less productive and then complacent about their lack of productivity, the end result is a degradation and they will lose out in the end. The fact this is being promoted to happen with great fanfare and enthusiasm speaks to the lack of common sense being applied here. And this is a hallmark of mind control manipulation when people do things not in their best interest with no second thoughts or reservation or hesitation. That is not natural. So the times are not normal. It is that simple. I forget who said it. it might have been Lord Acton or somebody that said, that, you know, those who do not study history are condemned to repeat it. You know, if you go back to the late 1800s, drug use of all kinds was essentially legal across the board. I mean, Coca-Cola even had cocaine in it in the very beginning formulations. Um, so, and then after all of that was legal and people were using it, it became illegal. And the question people need to ask is why? What, what were they experiencing back then in terms of social disruptions that caused them to turn their focus onto these substances and say, we got to put a stop to this? People are not asking these questions today. Yeah, well, and it is actually a deliberate orchestration. And they get away with it time and time again. If you study the history, you'll see there's a wave of illicit drug use that comes again and again and again. This is why you read sometimes about how Freud was a big uh, user of cocaine and yes. uh, others. In that. Well, there was a huge upsurge. And then people caught on. They realized this is terrible. <laughs> this is really <laughs> destroying people's lives. And then it, each use died out because people matured and became wiser. When that generation passed on and a new generation came up and didn't think about the past, it got going again. And yep. so here we are today with, with the marijuana. Exactly. Uh, U.S. creator 
Well, people who promote legalization of cannabis and its widespread use by others face karmic consequences. Is this also true of those who simply invest in pot stocks? Okay, well, this is another interesting issue because everything we do matters. Everything we do to ourselves matters. So if you abuse yourself with poor habits, negative self-talk and diminishment, you're going to pay a karmic price for that because you're beating up on someone's soul, in effect. This is what Creator says. All human actions have karmic consequences, favorable or unfavorable, as the case may be. This is something always to bear in mind in making one's choices. There are many temptations in life, many possible shortcuts, exploitations, or illegal actions that may not be noticed by others and seem to be without repercussions. This is a false perception because karma always notices And karma will always assign consequences accordingly. Even when there's no apparent victim, there is always the self to be considered. Doing something immoral or unhealthy is a denial of the self and causing harm to the self in violation of a sacred duty to safeguard and protect the soul in its expression under all circumstances. When you align behind a movement, There must be careful consideration of its aims and potential consequences, as best one can predict. Whether you guess rightly or wrongly, karma will out. So it is best to think carefully and be cautious in making choices, even when you are not in possession of all the facts, but simply because there may be a hidden flaw, a hidden downside that will come back to haunt you if you take the risk. This is where developing healthy and robust intuitive awareness can be a powerful ally to help sidestep misapplication of your energies when humanity at large is still in a state of ignorance and there is no one to warn you or sound a note of caution. You can still cut through the fog with your intuition and arrive at a wise choice. The support of cannabis is a slippery slope indeed. There is much history here. People have seen many adverse consequences and many have had difficulties themselves personally and may have moved away from its use, especially if they are later along in life. But even the young will see this habit undermining their friends, that not all can use this with good judgment, with safety, and without encountering an adverse consequence. So the situation is very much a mixed one with respect to benefits and harm that happens to many. The responsibility for this will weigh on all who take part and promote its use. This is simply the energy of human thought and action creating consequences. This is a folly repeating in the shadow of prior embracing of vices that ended badly. This includes several waves of drug use over the last two centuries. When people learn the hard way, there is no safety to be had when altering the mind with chemical substances and being prone to addiction or simply temporary impairment leading to accidents and rash behavior that has a long-term consequence, even ruining one's life. The same is true of alcohol. All have gone through periods of being enticing, becoming widespread, and then having a backlash leading to the substance being outlawed or heavily regulated to restrict recreational use and perhaps preserve an appropriate allocation to attend to human suffering 
or a medical symptom alleviation, for example. This is true for those who simply invest passively in organizations capitalizing on the human nature and evidence here. To suspend skepticism and caution and embrace what seems to be a bold new era of freedom and enjoyment with the advent of widespread availability and no legal penalties. To be sure, some are getting rich. But this is no different than all who have invested in the tobacco companies and stocks within the beverage industry, peddling alcohol to many who are addicted and whose lives may even be shortened by the ready availability of alcoholic beverages. All of the karmic consequences trace back to varying degrees to all participating in the circumstances leading to the events ending in tragedy. There is a clear energetic link all along the way. Many have a hand in tragedy, but all will pay in proportion to their involvement. So one can view this as a caution when considering how you deploy your money for investment as that is a form of energy that enables something else to happen and the consequences energetically are connected directly back to you. Many will suffer from widespread cannabis use and this will turn out to be seen as a major scourge coming at just the wrong time to undermine humanity and contribute to a general dropping of one's guard and becoming complacent and neglecting responsibilities at a time when survival, in fact, dependent on being clear-headed and energetic with keen perceptions and concern for meeting responsibilities is given the highest priority, not simple pleasure. You know, we're touching on a topic here that we could probably devote an entire show to, and that would be the karmic implications of your investment choices. That's a very interesting uh, angle. Well, and, you know, as someone who has made investments and so on. It, it always was kind of dispiriting to me to see how quickly the financial advisors embrace the big beverage companies and the tobacco companies. Why? Because they're successful. They're uniformly profitable and you can count on them because they have a captive audience, a captive market. Right. And they're now moving into pot company, in, you know, sub, uh, acquisitions. They want to get into the cannabis industry big time. Sure. And this is only going to make it worse because they'll be promoting it then with tons of marketing. It won't be a sub rosa kind of quasi-legal thing. It'll be mainstream to a hilt and ad, ads on TV all day long and you can see where it's headed. But you know, that has a consequence for everyone who is involved in yeah. those undertakings, as Creator is pointing out. You know, there's like a schizophrenia going on, because on the one hand, there's this massive push to legalize cannabis. And yet, on the other hand, there's this massive <clears throat> opposition to tobacco and tobacco products, even reaching to vaping. Yeah. Well, this is because this is orchestrated, you know, greater <laughs> point. We're not kidding about this. Yeah, this we're not. Some, no. This isn't some weird fantasy we dreamed up. You know, it still seems wildly improbable that this goes on, but I assure you it does. And that's the reason society is so bizarre and so crazy and people doing weird, crazy things with silly notions and outrageous schemes and 
political promises that are pie in the sky and everyone kind of knows it, but yet they embrace it anyway. (laughs) This is orchestrated to happen and they're they're trying to get this to us. And we'll talk about this in our last segment a bit. Sure. You know, it occurred to me that whenever human behavior moves toward the extreme, there's manipulation behind it because left alone, we would find, we'd probably find the middle ground, you know? Yes. But if you look at history, we're always being riveted back and forth between extremes, where it's completely legal, and then we're sending you to jail for life because you were caught in possession of marijuana. You know, I mean, that's about as bizarre as it gets, the fact that we can boomerang between these extremes so quickly. Yep. And these understandings are really nothing new. Um Berenson's book, Tell Your Children, had an interesting comment about this history, that there was a very comprehensive reference guide to herbs and drugs created in the Chinese pharmacopoeia. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. And they warned that excessive cannabis smoking caused, quote, seeing devils. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and by about 100 AD, Chinese physicians believed the drug stimulated uncontrollable violence and criminal inclinations. Wow. Well, that wasn't propaganda that they were subjected to because of a religious, moral, puritanistic uh, uh, overlay of harshness. It was watching human behavior in action and making conclusions that were actually valid and accurate. Wow, you know, and the fact that we talk about something being manipulating behind the scenes, we're talking about beings that are playing with us, that we're their entertainment. And so there's a point where they push us to an extreme and then we fight back against that and then they loosen up the manipulation. We move towards a middle ground, but then they flick a switch and say, okay, now let's take you to the other extreme, you know, and the manipulation ramps up in the opposite direction. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable how we are vulnerable to this and it's going on all around us each and every day and we don't recognize it for what it is. And that's because who would believe such a thing? Right. It seems wildly improbable. And the fact that our government can't do that, you know, uh, human technology is not that sophisticated. We got to use torture to make people do things <laughs> against their will and so on. We can't just subliminally influence them. Oh, the advertisers have have had their attempts to do so, and they do it more subtly through creating associations. You know, the beautiful woman with the sleek automobile, that kind of thing. You know, oh, yeah. it's not exactly mind control. It's it's a propaganda manipulation to create imagery and an emotional linkage to things that resonate for the person and so on. And we know a lot about that from psychology. But we're talking about an actual implantation of beliefs yes. deep within the mind of a person without their awareness it's being done. So all bets are off under that that situation. Indeed. Well, we have more on medical uses of cannabis and a future prediction of where it will lead when we come back.
think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of Get Wisdom. We are exploring Creator's revelations on cannabis. Uh, we'll give another example of how cannabis use, even among children, is spreading, Carl, and uh, we'll share more about where this will lead. Okay, well, this is something I feel very keenly about, about because the children are the future, and they're our responsibility until they come of age, and we need to take seriously their welfare, and there are many things that happen to harm kids, and society is is blind to it. And you can see this trend developing. I, I'm continually shocked when I see these things like the pending California legislation to just make cannabis available or legal and acceptable to have parents come on campus and treat their kids during the day yeah. with, with cannabis. You know, if they have a doctor's note. Well, you know, <laughs> these days you can get a doctor's note from you know, kind of uh, makeshift clinics and so on. So there's there's a little barrier to abuse and overuse of things that have a downside. Yes, and the barriers that remain are being taken down. U.S. Creator, was the recent study showing improvement in problems of individuals with autism spectrum disorder who were given cannabis-derived substances an accurate assessment of real benefit? Okay, and here we go. I mean, who wouldn't want something to help an autistic child? And if you think cannabis is benign, you know, why not? I mean, my goodness, you know, let's loosen the, the, the chains on human freedom and let the, the sick have their answers and so on. So this is what Creator says about this, however. You saw intuitively the reason for this. The benefits were perceived as positive. So the data, as far as they go, are a reasonable reflection of the effects of the substances administered to these test subjects. There was a calming effect, a quieting effect, a kind of restoration of order, so sleep was improved, daily function was improved, mood was improved. But the next question is, at what cost? And this you are asking next. 
And I followed this up with another question. But this you, this answer clearly implies this this leading towards a deeper explanation of a seeming benefit. Well, the question you did ask us, Carl, was, if so, what is the mechanism for this perceived improvement of autism symptoms following treatment with cannabis products? Is there a downside to this approach? And creator answers, you saw intuitively the reason quite clearly. It is, in fact, a dumbing down of these individuals, causing their seeming normality. It is somewhat paradoxical and counterintuitive to see individuals who are somewhat erratic in their behavior and have trouble communicating and seem often to be hyperstimulated, who then seem to relax and have greater periods of calm, enabling normal functions to proceed unimpaired as being a good thing. But in actuality, it is solely through a kind of numbing effect of these agents. It is a reduction in cognitive function that results in the calm state of being. We would consider this a liability more than a benefit and moving in the wrong direction. There is a loss for them when their keen intelligence is dulled through a pharmacologic manipulation. It may make them feel calmer and more a part of things, but this does come at a cost and it is certainly changing them from who they are. When old enough to make a choice for themselves, this can be offered in good conscience. But for the young who do not understand their dilemma, to begin manipulating them in this way is unfortunate because it will take away their individuality and alter their very being in a deep sense. You know, it's interesting. Creator says that it's a move in the wrong direction. So what's a move in the right direction? Well, the move in the right direction is a broader understanding of healing. And how to bring that to bear. Yes, absolutely. And there's certainly a parallel here with the use of antipsychotics for those with uh, delusional thinking. It can be a godsend if people are harming themselves or attacking other people to get them in a calmer state. And it certainly reduces torment, but it's done at the expense of doping them down, anesthetizing the mind, impairing functioning of the mind and that's the price they pay it's sort of like being semi-anesthetized you know where you're just kind of a little bit loopy but not in a good way just in a kind of a dull uh detached way and people know it they don't yeah. want to be in that state of mind and that's why they don't take their meds it it's it's unpleasant for them and, and that's true here now we're learning about with uh, with the autistic given marijuana products or cannabis in some form. Now, what did you, did you, you did ask, I believe, on a different uh, topic, but is it the, what's that word, cannabinoids? <laughs> um, well, that, cannabinoids is a broad family of pharmacologic agents that are present in uh, the marijuana plant. Right. Is it in, in this case of autism, is it the psychotropic effect that's actually dumbing them down um, as opposed to the cannabinoids? Oh, well, I, w- I'm, I would be, I, I don't know to a certainty I could ask, uh, but I would think it's very, very likely yeah. that that is why they perceive a benefit because the, the kids are mellowing out. They're getting right. high, you know, right. so they're feeling complacent and happy in a sense. So that's likely the psychotropic element, I agree. Yes, absolutely. Well, you asked Creator, 
there have been a number of scientific studies showing marijuana use or abuse is strongly associated with violence and more strongly than is the case for alcohol. Is this true and what is the explanation? Well, Creator says this is true and still not appreciated by the mainstream scientific community and clinicians, let alone the public, who are still under the spell of the pro-cannabis movement, which has greatly distorted the history and the actual consequences of its use. You know, one question that comes to my mind, and might come to other people's mind as well, is that people genuinely, genuinely smoke marijuana in order to have the calming effect, to get high and to feel that, that lightness. That seems incompatible with suddenly turning violent. So there must be something else involved, and it's the dark spirits again, isn't it? Well, there you go. How beautifully does this fit the picture? That even in the face of somebody who's made happy through a psychoactive (laughs) substance that actually acts on brain receptors for a mood-altering chemical produced within the body, for that purpose, I'm sure, it's one of the ways that nature is kind to us in creating uh, a mood state or a mix of active chemical substances that help us just in the right way at just the right time, like like the uh, endorphins mm-hmm. that help moderate pain. So there's something else going on, too, and that is it lets the inner bullying spirits run wild. Yes. That is what's taking place. Yeah. U.S. creator... Many apparent myths have sprung up following release of the motion picture Reefer Madness in the early 1900s that greatly exaggerated the ability of marijuana to cause outrageous changes in behavior. To what extent has such propaganda dismissing the dangers of cannabis made people complacent about its risks, and what will be the consequences? Well, this is quite interesting because uh, people in the 60s grew up seeing repeats of this the this movie which was made in the 30s and laughing uproariously because by then most of them had already tried a joint or two or ten and knew that people don't start foaming at the mouth and ranting and raving for the most part but here's what creator says about this the creation of such myths is quite unfortunate Because the use of cannabis is taking an increasingly heavy toll on young people, particularly in misdirecting them, causing impairment of functioning sufficient to affect their future by increasing complacency and lowering their ability to compete and show initiative in seeking employment and maintaining employment and functioning at a high level. These severe episodes of things like memory loss and severe mental illness are a subset of outcomes statistically speaking, but because of their seriousness would preclude the use of such a substance in terms of it being allowed to be available to the general public without at least severe restrictions to keep it away from young people, for example, and to regulate behavior by having penalties for driving while using cannabis and so forth. The long-term consequences will show quite clearly the sequence of events and the ways in which the story has been distorted again and again and again to minimize the downside. This is a manipulation being done from behind the scenes, 
and parallels the predictions and the dystopian views of books like Brave New World, depicting the use of mind-altering substances as a way to keep the populace happy but pacified. This is very akin to what is taking place today with the widespread movement to legalize cannabis in all its forms. There will be many adverse consequences, and this course of action will ultimately be regretted when the true costs become clear. Well, you know, keeping young people away from substances and activities that they don't have the maturity to be able to cope with adequately is is just, you know, a wise approach across the board. You know, one thing we try to keep young people away from is is automobiles. We don't let 14-year-olds drive, you know, for that reason. Um, And clearly, you know, the overuse of cannabis at a young age has a downside for many, if not even most young people, if they if they do it more than occasionally. I mean, people know this, but it's there's still this rush to legalization. And we're not opposed to legalization because we're we're opposed to, you know, have you know, extreme carceration, you know, for possession or, or that kind of thing. So but there needs to be a balance and we're losing the balance here is the thing. Well, information needs to come forward about this. And one of the things that happens with a manipulation is there is a control of information flow and availability. Yes. So, for example, until the media become motivated to spread the information that science is generating, very little will change in society. There will be no pressure on legislators to do anything different. And if, if anything... Everyone is on board at the legislative level, the government level. Right. You know, you you saw John Boehner retire from Congress and became uh, a board member of a pot company. Right. So he's a prominent Republican who traditionally would be on the, you know, the law and order side of the debate. And and now, you know, this this is a sea change through manipulation to make people drop their usual um, sense of caution and wanting evidence and information that's definitive before making important decisions about things. Indeed. And just to put an underscore on the fact that, again, we are not trying to, you know, have an extreme solution to this. You know, creators said that sugar was extremely problematic. And we obviously would not be about sending people to jail for eating a Twinkie. Yeah. Well, sugar is a carcinogen. We're not being told this, but the data are clear, and it does other things, too. Yep. It is a cause of diabetes, along with other sugar producing through metabolism uh, substances in the diet. It's very destructive of the system. We're supposed to be largely protein eaters. That was yep. creator's design for us. That's why cows are here, and the <laughs> buffalo, and the other uh, herd animals. They're there yep. for food for us, you yep. know. And what do you have? You have you have society responding to the extremists who are castigating meat consumption, and right. that's a that's another orchestration. Well, Take away something good for you, give you something that's bad for you. It's it's finding the balance in all things, and unfortunately, we've run out of time to explore more balance. So, tune in next weekend for some more divine wisdom. Thanks, Carl. All right, take care. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. 
They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 